Green Mountain Chronicles was originally produced for radio by the Vermont Historical Society in the 1980s. We're re-releasing them today as retro podcasts. Please note that any resources the podcast recommends may be out of date. We recommend you check out our website, vermonthistory.org, for the most up-to-date information. Green Mountain Chronicles number 43, Vermont Country Fairs. They had horse races, they had cows and pigs, and they had a dog show, they had uh, sheep. Oh, they had a, a big uh, grandstand where everyone could sit and watch. They had music and, uh, oh, just like an old-fashioned fair. 1924, and Addie Clough, a young teenager from Newport, wins a 4-H trip to the Twin States Fair in White River Junction. That fair is but a memory now one of several fairs to meet its demise in the hard times of the Great Depression. But more than a dozen fairs and field days still beckon Vermonters and tourists to partake in this annual agricultural pastime. And according to Everett Willard of the Vermont Department of Agriculture, the fairs still serve a time-tested purpose. Back then and today, the people could take their animals to the fair and their products as well. Probably one of the big things was the fact that you saw everybody. Uh, I came from Derby, and Martin was our fair, and it was a three-day fair at that time, and most everybody went on the middle day. So if you went to Barton Fair in the middle day, you saw pretty near everybody you knew. As a special gathering for buying and selling, high spirits and good times, the market fair dates back to medieval Europe, coming along much later with its different emphasis on plowing contests, livestock exhibits, and blue ribbons for the best products of the farm household. The agricultural fair became a major part of rural American society in the 19th century. In Vermont, the Caledonia Cattle Fair was held as early as 1834, and by the turn of the century there were 25 fairs, all offering information about the latest methods and new agricultural products. And then, as now, as Eleanor Taplin of Morrisville remembers, there were plenty of opportunities for good old-fashioned fun. We had a very good three-day fair in Bradford. They had a good racetrack. It was a half-mile track. Horses are approaching the starting gate. Here at the post. And here they got all My brother was a druggist and had a pharmacy and drugstore. So he had a, a concession there, and he could make up the soda, same as he could down in the village. My father being a stockholder, he had a ticket that let us into fair any day, all day, every day. Also, into the grandstand. So we'd go from the merry ground back to the grandstand and watch the races and, and go up to my brother's stand and get a soda. So we had it made. But there was races, horse races, and the latest in farm equipment. And that always interested me. And uh, even when I was just a kid, and then there was all the fruits and vegetables that you could see. Well, did anybody do any better than I'm doing? And that was kind of fun. Over the past few decades, fairs have added new events and entertainments, too. Pulling contests now include categories for four-wheel drive vehicles, as well as horses and oxen. And according to Everett Willard, changes in the state's agricultural base are reflected in fair exhibits and competitions. As agriculture became predominantly dairy, about all you saw at the fairs was related to dairy and maple and the cooking and so forth. 
But now as agriculture in Vermont is becoming more diversified, you're seeing more of the same animals that you used to see at the fairs years ago. I don't know just where this will go. There's a move in the state now and a few people that are setting up um, sheep milking operations and that may open up a whole new phase for fairs. Maybe we'll have a prize for the sheep that gives the most milk at the fair. Vermont today is less deeply rural than it was only a few decades ago. The telephone, automobile travel, radio and television have eroded the fair's place as both the major source of information for the farmer and the chief summer entertainment for the farm family. But there is still a social aspect in going to the fair that endures despite changes in lifestyle and community. Probably the novelty of going to the fair isn't quite so great as it was back then, but the smaller fairs, I think, still pretty much serve that same purpose of, uh, as far as people getting together is concerned. Thanks for listening. This podcast was remastered by me, Amanda Gustin, and released by the Vermont Historical Society. If you've enjoyed it, please subscribe to get future episodes and rate and review it. Please also check out our website, vermonthistory.org, where you can find background information on these episodes, as well as other ways you can learn about Vermont history from home. The Vermont Historical Society relies on support from generous donors to preserve and share Vermont's stories. During these uncertain times, your support is needed now more than ever. Please consider donating today at vermonthistory.org slash donate.